It's the podcast you've been waiting for. It's the Bristol wrap-up podcast here on Milk the Clock Podcast. And uh, Paul, he survived it. We were just talking off air before we came on about the diet situation and the food that we ate down in Bristol. Everybody knows the story. We were down in Bristol this weekend for the battle at Bristol. RV trip, seven, uh, six guys. And uh, we roll into Bristol camping. So it's, it's the middle of nowhere. You're not going to the grocery store. So whatever you take in or whatever you can scrounge up from somebody else, that's what you're eating. That's what you're drinking for the weekend. So, Paul, we were talking about you just went to the grocery store. What was in your basket? <laughs> I spent $132 on just leafy greens. No bread, no, no alcohol of any kind, just all good stuff. I, you know, As I mentioned off air, the closest thing I got to a vegetable since last Tuesday was – Watching that chick eat a banana at our tailgate. <laughs> now, now, now. Speaking of vegetables, the only vegetable I had while I was there was the corn from the <laughs> Tennessee fans, and it. Everybody that was in our group kept saying how that was the greatest corn they had ever eaten in their lives, and I think it was just because they hadn't eaten any vegetables in so long, <laughs> uh, like I five think, days, yeah. like five days without vegetables, no fruit. We didn't have any fruit. We didn't take a single piece of fruit with us. Nothing. No, no. So, there were some donuts. Uh, the only thing I had was pizza, Flying J Pizza, which was awesome, right? Uh, the Flying J Pizza was great. I mean, uh, the tomato tomato sauce was you know vegetable-like. It, it just went down so uh, good. Yeah, that was the vegetable. Uh, you know, real quick, when we went to clean out the toilet for the RV, which was a disaster also, we went to Flying J, and they had those pizzas down the road from where I live. I almost bought a whole pie, and I'm not going to lie. I probably will go out there and buy a pie because it's so good. Uh, well, that Flying that Flying J pizza we had near the stadium was just phenomenal. Oh. It was, I, mean, I mean, how many pieces oh. of that do we suck down how, over three days? Could you eat a large? Oh, uh, at least. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, Rob, Officer Rob that was with us, he was eyeballing that pizza like it was uh, like it was a cow just walking in front of him. He just wanted to kill it. He just wanted we to didn't even it. want to leave. We didn't even want to leave that tent. That's when we no. saw Jimmy Haslam Jr.'s daughter. Remember? Right. right. So she's and the we one. wanted to. Yep. We considered going up and just asking a few questions, but we thought better of it. Plus, we had all that pizza near us, and we didn't want to move. The pizza was great. So anyway, uh, the food situation definitely. We we were definitely not prepared. Uh, and that all goes back to the situation when we headed down. Uh, the idea was is that we would buy that kind of stuff down there. We would stop at a Walmart or whatever the grocery store is and get that stuff once we knew what everybody wanted. We wanted to make it a group thing so that everybody could get a little bit of whatever, and then we would have the food for the week. So first off, the we get 100 miles from Toledo, from northwest Ohio the roof of the RV starts peeling off and that is the start of the longest day I think I've ever had in traveling history until Sunday uh until well yeah well Sunday was Sunday was much better much better um I was able to work I was able to watch NFL uh, going down, you're, uh, I'm a complete mess because we're on a time schedule here. You know, we, we don't want to roll in too late. We got to get you guys in Cincinnati. We don't know where yeah. we're going. We don't know where anything's at. We don't know where this campsite is. We don't even know if we can get in the campground at two thirty, three o'clock in the morning. But, and, and we also had stops, right? We had to make stops. That was part of our agreement going down was we would stop and, and hang out and talk about the trip. And so we had all these stops to make, and the roof is peeling off the RV. Set us back at least four hours, uh, probably five. So, and you guys are giving a shit the whole time. You're like, you're like, this is this can't be that bad. It can't be that big of a deal. And now, producer uh, producer Matt and I, we we caught a cab about a mile away from the Cincinnati Kentucky airport. And uh, hung out at a local brew house. That's literally right. what it was called, H-A-U-S. It was the most authentic German beer house I've ever been to in a strip mall. In a strip by mall. Far. Yeah, right. By far. And we, we just kind of posted up there and sucked down the Wi-Fi, did some work. 
um, had a couple of drinks and just right. waited for you guys. Right. And it was a solid four to six hours, it was, but it I wasn't think it bad. Was, I think it was six hours is how long it took us to get to you guys. Uh, <laughs> you, you were at the airport early. Uh, so anyway, we get down there, we get you guys, we get on the road and it, it's just, it takes forever. It takes forever. But, but uh, it was well worth the wait because I remember the feeling I had in my heart when I saw that RV round that corner up up from the brew house. Yeah. So yeah, let's 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 move on from that. Let's get down. So what about when we roll in to Bristol? Like you don't oh, know what man. to expect. You're in no. literally. There's nothing out there besides campgrounds, and then you roll around the corner there and you see this massive track, this massive stadium. You don't even realize how remote it is on the drive in because it's so dark and you're just Google mapping it the whole way. Um, I think I fully realized it when we left, but upon pulling up to RV spot, it was like, it was, it was just amazing to see the Coliseum all lit up in the middle of nowhere. It was just a, a heck of a sight. That's, uh, that is the great part is, is that they light that place up. So it's, I mean, it's amazing, right? It's, it's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, when you first, when you first take it in, it's like when you go to any Epic stadium, you're just almost dumbfounded as you as you kind of look at it and seeing it at night in the in the context of with all the light and just the the duration of the trip to get there is really just a, an amazing view uh so we go to bed we're, we're like let's just get this stuff out of this rv let's crash right let's so right. this is a start and and i think mrs bc was the one that said well you know how what was your sleep schedule like and i said or were you up late every night and I said, yeah, because we get there, we're all, we've been drinking all day in the RV and then we get there. At, well, it was two 30, right? Three o'clock. Yeah. Two 30. Yeah. Whatever Local time. So we go to bed at three o'clock. Well, the sun comes up and we're up again at like seven 30, eight mm-hmm. o'clock. You're back at it. Mm-hmm. And so then we had to get the camp ready, get all the stuff put up tents, you know, get everything. Yeah. But once. Once we had that set up, Joe, it really dawned upon me that we had the greatest possible RV stall in that whole in the whole location. I, it was perfect. I think, yeah. I hope the video that went out yesterday. I hope it does it justice uh, because I hope everybody can see the road that went right by the RV. It literally went right to the stadium. You could walk, go down to the bottom, walk across the bridge, and you were at the track you were at bristol motor speedway so and not only that yeah go ahead yeah go ahead uh you you had you had traffic from two other directions simultaneously in addition to that one and it was like a three-way stop it was just high volume people walking around all day yeah and and, uh you know one of the things when we were going down when we found out we were going to go on this trip i wanted to get a golf cart so that we could get around see other people it turns out we didn't even need the golf cart per se for the campground because everybody came to us. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, in your recap you piece, the it. one line, the one line that I that stuck out to me the most was, um, it, you know, other areas when we did go around seemed pretty dead, but that corner lot in row fifteen <laughs> never seemed to slow down. It never did. It never did. Once we got a reputation uh, as the natty natty light guys. <laughs> Like we had people coming from all over the place just on reputation and, uh, and then the spot on top of it. I mean, yeah. it was just the perfect storm. Yeah. Everybody wanted, I listen, I, I can't say enough about Bristol motor speedway. They were running the campground. They gave us that spot. I don't know if they were saving it for, I, I don't know what they were saving it for or how that all worked out, but we got lucky. Luckiest. I mean, we had we were we were completely unimpeded. Like every other camper in the campground had had an RV on both sides, and you're kind of in a shoebox environment. You know, here we are, fully exposed, if you will, Joe, to the world, to the Bristol community, and you could see forever. That's what was beautiful about that spot is you could just you were up on the hill, and yep. great view. Everybody sees your site come the campsite coming up the hill. We put those mm-hmm. busted uh, banners on the bus. People walking by, they knew who it was. They were into it. They loved the idea of us coming down, having fun, partying. Uh, they all wanted to talk. They loved it. Virginia Tech fans loved it. Tennessee fans, they they, they went really nuts. loved it. They went. They nuts. really loved it. I think driver ho- Tim. Yeah, driver 
driver Tim made that awesome bar slash beer pong table that was right. fully portable. Uh, he customized it with some natural light branding, and we had that great tent. We were like the only tent in the whole campground that had lights. We had that 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 eerily green lighting going on, and people just couldn't miss it. They I mean, couldn't miss it from the stadium, from the track. You could see it from the track. You could see all the way to the campsite because the green the green rope lights. Remember so, we were talking about that when we walked back from the game. How right. it just stuck out. It was it was incredible. People could not miss it. Uh, and, and that's there's a lot. Like, have you had this thing where you start to forget exactly everything that was going on yeah. because it was going a yeah. million miles an hour? It was going a million miles an hour. It didn't have. It wasn't all based on you know drinking a lot of beer. It literally was. There was so much going on at all times. You go back through your images that you took. And you're like, holy cow! Remember that time we got the private tour of the <laughs> of of uh, the the trophy, followed yes, up by the yes. free pizza from Flying J. Yes. Followed up by ESPN Game Day All Access, which was just after the ESPN commemorative ball drop via right. the Goodyear uh, Air Force cadets who who jumped out. Right. I mean, dude, and and that's the short list. I mean. Matt, producer Matt and I were talking about on the way back, and it's like you have to separate the trip when you get into the favorite part or best part. You have to separate in like three or four segments, one being at the game <laughs> in the stadium, one being at the RV spot, and then probably a third for just overall entertainment, Chesney, game yeah. day experience. I mean, dude, there's you can't – could you even pick your favorite? Uh I mean, no. I mean, it was it – was, uh, there were so many moments because – the end was a little rough. We're not going to go into what <laughs> yeah. happened, but the end was rough. And I think at the end, everybody had had enough, and you just want to get home. And that's that's <laughs> not it's not out of the ordinary. I no, that's that, I, when I go yeah, on my trips yeah. with my dad. We're yeah. gone for like four days, and by the end, I'm like, I just got to get away from you. Uh, After a certain point, all you want is your bed and a shower. And to to quote a popular TV show, what happens when you put six guys in an RV? <laughs> <laughs> Things start getting real ultimately, didn't they, Joe? Uh, shit gets real, uh, <laughs> and it's uh, it's interesting uh, how it all goes down. But anyway, I don't want to get on that because once I got home, you know, you're all jacked up because the end is a little rough, and you start to forget how great the other ninety five percent of the trip was. Right. And the other 95% of the trip is insane. Uh, but let's let's think about what you would have done. W- would you have done anything different? Let's put it that way. <laughs> the food, right? The food? The food, I, I have to say, though, driver Tim and, and uh, handyman uh, Bob, seeing them there – the second morning making a full spread of eggs and hash browns with like something else awesome was just a sight for sore eyes. I mean, is a hash brown a vegetable? Does that count, Joe? Yeah, I yeah, you're right. They did a great job and um and like midday Saturday when you've had several hundred natty lights at the campground and you see that those those pre-made beef patties just sweltering it's on the, the grill. It's the best scene ever. Because oh, you just want to suck on down top. one of those burgers and then just dive into like it. 12 natties. You can't get in your body fast enough. <laughs> I had never seen human beings attack hamburgers <laughs> like they attack those burgers. And we had we had a whole jar of pickles. No, I don't think anybody touched a pickle. We made uh, baked beans. Nobody touched a baked bean. Um, right. It was literally it was too close to a vegetable <laughs> and, not, and too far away from a natty light. <laughs> it was literally just hot dogs and hamburgers, and we For ate four days. We ate every hamburger they had. We ate everything and, and pizza. We handed and, it all I mean, out. We handed it all out. We did. That was the other thing that we can't overlook. I mean, another group of cool coolest moment has to be all the cool people we met. Uh, and, and people ask me. I go on these trips a lot. Uh, not as wild as this, but very similar. They get wild, but we're usually the guests. My dad and I will go to these these college campuses, different games, and we're the guests. And we don't throw the parties; we're part of the parties. And the people are always so nice to us. Uh, they provide food. We've been down to LSU and the gumbo and jambalaya, and, and they're just like, eat whatever you want, drink whatever you want. This time we were providing that stuff, and the people were absolutely awesome and how many people came up they knew the site 
they wanted to talk. You oh, know? I mean, that's they want to know what question. the hell that's you were doing. Question. Yeah. Right. That's a fair question. Like how many people did come up to our, our RV setup and specifically the table? Cause the other cool thing was that the, uh, the bar slash table that, that driver Tim made, uh, we got signatures from everybody. One half of it was for the Tennessee fans. The other half of it was for Virginia tech fans. People wanted to come up. They wanted to talk. They wanted to sign the table. Yep. And it led to some really cool interactions. Yeah. I, I, when Tim and I, we discussed how we were going to do this trip. I said we had to have a centerpiece. We had to have something that would stand out. And I had been at Talladega uh, for a beer trip, and we went to this tailgate, and these guys had built a bar, and they, they built it on site. And so I told Tim, I said, you know, that's a cool concept because it attracts people in. It's cheap. You don't, we, you don't want it professional because people are going to destroy things. Yeah. And it's a centerpiece. And then he came up with the idea – he said, let's paint the top of it. And then I got to thinking. I thought, you know what? That is that is a genius idea because we have people come up. They sign it. We make it a, we make it a whole conversation piece. It's like, a, it's like signing a wall. Or, or I even had this idea that we would create this map, like a whole United States map. Oh, and that's then, a good idea. And then people sign where they're from. I like that. So the, we, we didn't have a lot of time, so he built the bar, and the bar turned out, I mean, he sold the damn thing. He sold it to a Tennessee Vols fan, and the guy is going to display Paul, it. Paul, the guy that was driving around on the uh, – or no, Daniel, Paul's Daniel. buddy. Paul uh, deserves a special mention for driving around that, that golf cart. Well, it was like a handicap cart with a pair of nuts on the back. <laughs> Giving out <laughs> fireball shots in a bag. I didn't even know fireball came in a bag. I mean, when you when you uh, heard that thing peeling by, and you heard people start chanting "slap the bag, slap," you take a big suck down to that fireball and you slap that bag. That's that's freedom, Joe. So I'm going to tell I'm going to tell the, there's going to be Vols fans listening to this. That was Big Orange Tailgate. The guys uh, are pretty well known, I guess, across Tennessee. Uh, that was the tailgate we were right across from. And they were awesome. They had that awesome corn. They had awesome food, which we didn't have a lot of. And so it, they were really nice to everybody, and we had a hell of a good time with them. And uh, uh, Bristol neighbors. Yeah, the Bristol neighbors. And I, I would say I've seen some other videos come out. I would not – I will say that I think you could put our area up against anything that was going on around Bristol, and it was the highlight. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we had people tell us that we drove around on that golf cart. We walked around. Right. Every other aisle looked like a dead zone. It I did. Mean, and I think it, it was really, how close they were together. I think it really was. I mean, because imagine if you had our setup, but you were jammed between two RVs. It just couldn't have gone as well. No. I mean, there was not a moment where people weren't out front of our RV hanging out, drinking Natty Light, talking, talking about the game. I mean, it just never ended. Uh, it, 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 you're right. It never ended. I remember Saturday night, barely, uh, (laughs) we come back up that hill and it was, it was chaotic. There were, they said there were like 50, 60 people around that in that tent because they just kept coming back from that concert and everybody stopped there to party. Yeah, Friday night. That was exactly right. Like coming up that hill, everybody had to leave the Kenny Chesney concert to, you know, one of the like the main entrance or exit in this case was to walk up the road right next to our yep. stop. People are driving out. People are walking out. I think fifty or sixty is a low end estimate. Is that right? Like, it, I didn't see it at party. the height. I was. I, I oh, don't remember, dude. Because uh, Tim and I stayed out there for the majority of okay. the concert and right. served up a few natties and and talked to folks. And that was like the, that was as fun as anything else. And just to see the volume of people that were and, – and everybody was cool. I mean it's not like certain groups, you know, like cowboy fans or something that they're trying to rip each other's heads off. Right. But, it, you know, you've got Vols fans. You've got the Hokie contingent, and everybody was respectful. I didn't see one negative thing go down. Well, when we left to go down to the concert, I remember the table not having a ton of signatures, right? I remember mm-hmm. it just being sort of filled up. We get back, mm-hmm. and that table was completely full completely yeah, I mean, full of signatures i mean there must <laughs> I, how many signatures do you think was on that thing 
Oh man, I, I couldn't even estimate. I would say at least five hundred. And and you it guys was, met you guys met a guy. I don't remember his name. He played for the Dolphins, right? Uh, Tim. Yeah, last time was Fry. I believe Tim got a picture with yeah, him. So we and so he, he signed the table. He signed the table. He took a photo with Tim. Uh, he came back. He came back. Yeah. and wanted. Uh, I think he wanted some natty gear. And, he did. And uh, so and we we I, gladly hooked him up. Yeah, we hooked him up. Uh, yeah, that night. I, you know what? I don't remember a lot about Friday night. <laughs> I really don't. I don't remember. I remember eating corn and potatoes over at uh, Big Orange Tailgate. Yeah, and uh, yeah. I must have been like Friday the night Walking was the, Dead. Friday night was the haziest night for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was, I, yeah. It just it seemed was. to keep going on. But it was, it was, it was absolutely insane. Uh, but anyway, it was, it was great. I mean, we had all access to everything, and I mean, we haven't even started talking about the game yet. No, let me. Uh, yeah, let's talk. Let's talk about the game because the game gets lost in a lot of this, and. The big yeah, thing, it really does. It does because, and that's usually how it is. Because the I said going in, I told these guys, I said the game is Saturday night, and it all leads up to that. So all mm-hmm. the action is, it's all leading up to this game. So the game ends up, you know, it, it's not, it's not that big, right? You, because you're partied, 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 and then you have the game. So, yeah. but it, but we go in. The crowd going in, you see it on the video, you see... The crowd see, going in, I don't even, honestly, sorry to interrupt, I don't think the video or any picture that I took did that crowd any justice. No. Remember, <laughs> so our RV, our spot was positioned perfectly, it was up on a hill, and you could look out and see not only the stadium, but oh. uh, all, all the mountains that surrounded it, and there were some beautiful shots at sunset, and yeah. so as we're easing into game time Saturday night, you've got just perfect lighting, a photographer's dream, it's, it's all kind of a hazy burnt orange. Um, and you look down and we could see the full stadium from, from the site. You could see both ends. Each end on our side was just loaded up with orange progressively throughout the afternoon. More and more people began to walk up there to see the Vols walk out on our side. And it was just streaming. It was like a sea of orange people and just kept growing and growing. It was. And they all came (laughs) down the hill, right? Uh, They had to come in down the hill and buy us. And right where we were. There were just people for days. For days. Yeah. It just So it, yeah, so anyway, go ahead. You were walking in there and, and well, what did you think? Well, no, I mean, I could not believe I've seen this before, but the people were out of their minds. Yeah. They were nuts. Yeah. And the smell. Oh. The smell. Like we've both been to a lot of big time events like this and you know, it's a, there's the crowds are always rowdy, of course, but these people were out of their minds and it smelled like just the stalest beer. Everybody yeah. had had this Covered. rank odor of party on them. Covered. Uh so the one thing that we we're heading up the hill, we're getting close to our gate, and this guy in front of us, he just <laughs> and this is yeah. He just pukes, right? It, you mid, see it, mid, I see it. It's right in front of us. Mid-sentence. He was like talking to his buddy and he turned his head. It's like if you saw a guy smoking and he turned <laughs> to blow the smoke away from somebody he's having a conversation with. That's what this is like, except it was a rocket of puke. He just pukes and it might have gone right on his shoe. Uh, well, it, it most of it made on the ground because I looked oh, to see right. the aftermath because yep. he pulled it off so smoothly. Like you wouldn't have known if you hadn't seen it. I look back about five steps later, some Tennessee guys lighting a cigarette, looking at the cigarette as he walks and he stepped right in it, but he didn't even <laughs> slow him down. He just mowed right through it. That's a true story. I get the phone. I get my phone out and I, sh- I stick it right in his face. I'm like, what the hell just happened? And is li- the line. I love the line puke and rally bro puke and rally <laughs> and he's looking at me like he doesn't even know where he's at uh <laughs> so that's the scene security's a bitch to get in uh they're they're taking pocket knives and god knows what people had on them they forgot to leave at the rv or wherever their cars or whatever uh that mm-hmm. i mean people are like looking at you just saying things guys chanting fuck isis or whatever he was chanting um, oh, it's a push bad. to get in. You're just pushing each other. Um, so we get in and, and, and I wrote about this. I wrote about the whole scenario. So we won't, we won't go play by play. No, blow by blow. Give me, yeah, just tell a brief mention of how it all went down on the field and what happened. 
Oh, it was amazing. So we get through security finally, and and uh, it was like a straight shot down to to field access. You sort of descended from our entry point, went straight in, and it was like that scene in Wayne's World where they're showing lanyards to everybody on their way in, whether they want to see them or not. There was security posted up like every five feet. There was a, a new fence, and we flashed the lanyards. We had about seven apiece, I think, at this point, uh, and we get down all the way to you know one one row, the vault one side. Fence the vol side one fence row away from the field and we're thinking we're home free and again you and i have been to a lot of these events and we kind of know how to, to navigate that scenario we get down there and this lady is just not having it she's like well, nope this your pregame pass uh, is already it's over with you right. guys are too late right we had the pregame so, pass it was supposed to be for mm-hmm. to watch them warm up to you know watch a little bit of the action that was going on on the field and then you were supposed to be sent out Right. And at this point, we're probably, what would you say, Joe, 20 yards from the field? So uh, we're pretty yeah, 20, close. Yeah, we're right. We're near the turf. We're near where like the if, turf starts. If we if we had to post up right there and get some content, it wouldn't have been the worst thing. It's closer than about 140,000 people right. of the 160 in attendance, so we wouldn't have complained. But we knew. We stuck together and we said, hey, let's hit the other side. Well, we thought she didn't, the first security lady, she did not, she didn't know what the pass was. She had no clue. And no. when she tried, I, I thought she was going to go call a cop on us, but she pushes us out. We kind of disappear from her and she goes back to do whatever she's doing. And you saw that other area yeah. where there was more fences. So you literally just go to where there's a fence mm-hmm. and start asking questions. You know what? I thought this start pass was good. Right. Find yep. another guy and just keep working mm-hmm. your way till you need to get on the field. And this point, was where the video comes in that has now turned into WGWTFA. You're talking and, to a security guard. Right. And I, all of a sudden, I look, to, I look over my right shoulder, and here comes the Vols team. And they're ready to, get, they're ready to go out and stretch or warm up or whatever the hell they're yeah. doing. So, <clears throat> yep. so I, I back out of the way. They don't, even sit me, they don't even send me on the other side of the fence. They just leave me <laughs> inside this fenced-in area. With the Vols, like these giant guys, I mean, they're massive, and they're right, right next to me. So I'm like, time to get out the phone. And that's when the, uh, the moment is, that is the craze that's sweeping Vols Nation goes down. Uh, right. And, and As we – sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. As we got separated, I didn't even know you where you were. I knew you were probably 20 feet behind me. I had a similar experience when I talked to that guard. He's like, yeah, go ahead. I, I walk. I said, hey, thanks. Right as I say that, I get bumped in the shoulder, and I it was a hard bump. And I turn to my left, and I see a Tennessee football player fully clad, probably at least 6'5", and it was his shoulder pad bumping me. I look behind him. There's another guy, another guy. Suddenly, it's very clear that they're finding out to run up on the field. It was like a Cosmo Kramer moment because it's like, uh, how did I – how like if we would have come in a minute later oh. or, or, or a minute sooner, it would have never been the way it was and so i take a selfie in front of the group if i would have had my druthers i, sh- I would have just let them out onto the field yeah just leave. <laughs> i was literally right i was standing in front of the entire tennessee team as they lined oh, up to run on the God. field dude and so i had no idea that you'd capture that video they run by finally a security guy asked me to step aside i'm like sure and then we reconvene you know and i and i and i thought i had a good video but mm-hmm. I didn't watch it back that many times. I really didn't. I, I didn't. When we went. All right. So let's keep the story going and then I'll come back. Yeah. So, yeah. so you, you're up 20 feet in front of me, but you're on, an, you're on the inside of another fence. There's even another right. fence that you right. got to. And I go back and I talk to the same security guard and I said, hey, I'm just looking for my buddy. And he goes, oh, he's up there. Yep. And so I come up there. We are now one fence from the field. One <laughs> fence. <laughs> And this is like yeah. this is like a fenced off area. I don't even know why it was fenced off, but it was. It was a it was a whole little uh, area for millionaires or whatever. So, yep. and I remember this vividly because I remember looking at that hole in the fence, and yes. there was like this Asian kid who was like in charge of the that entry, and he was engaged with somebody, and I knew that was our chance to do it, and we booked it in there, dude. But there was no there was no fence once you got around that side. There was no fence. You could just walk right in. 
Yeah. But they were they were checking. I, they, you know, they saw our lanyards. They were like, oh, well, are you just we just walked in. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so then we walked straight to the the players, the, the, the sideline and then right to the, the benches. We're right yeah, in the Virginia benches Tech. area. Yeah. And yep. all the, the only people that are out there are like they're like honored guests. And us. <laughs> and us. Literally, like honored guests from Bristol Motor Speedway and people from Flying J and whoever. They they were, you know, Frank Beamer's there and Bruce Smith and D'Angelo Hall and Mike Vick. And they're taking like photos that are gonna go down in like Vol or, or Hokie's history of these guys uh-huh. standing on sidelines. And we're we're just mingling, and, and we're right there. We're yeah. mingling. We're, we're just mingling. We're talking to people. I remember. I'm like, we get all the way down there, and we can't even believe what we've been able to do to that point. Right. And then we like we look to our right, and there's Bruce Smith, and yep, I'm like, dude, right I've got to us. talk to Bruce. Got it. He was literally to my right. Yeah. So we do all that. We 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 get our photo with Bruce Smith. You're asking questions, but the yeah, ult- I had to ask him. I had to ask yep. him who he thought was going to win the game. <laughs> that was you know that was such a good drunken moment for you. <laughs> he was it, no, it was great. I, man, at that point, post Rambi, I was stone cold sober. But anyway, <laughs> I, you know, he gives me a, this crazy face. He's like, "Man, who do you think I think is going to win?" He's like, "If we win by one point, it's a win." And then I had to ask him, "Who's you know, being the old school NFL guy that I am, who is your favorite quarterback from the '90s to sack?" And he looked at me and just dead in my face, all of them. Right. <laughs> He was, I wrote about this. He's intimidating as hell. The guy's 53 years old. He's a monster monster. Uh, so then we saw, then we saw Mike Vick. Yeah. And we're, and that's the Holy grail, right? Like you don't see Mike Vick isn't out in public very often for obvious reasons. And so if you, you don't have a lot of options to run into Mike Vick and he's very selective. I mean, you can't blame the guy. I mean, he did what he did, but you you still are like, he's still like the icon. People oh, still yeah. think of him as the football player. They they try to forget about killing dogs and stuff, but it happened. But he's the holy grail. He's the guy you want to get a photo with. You want to hang out. And tell so him, yeah, tell him what you said. Tell I him what said you said I said, hey, would you want to get a or can we get a selfie with two white guys? And that's an <laughs> icebreaker. That is an icebreaker because that shows that you're just. You're, you 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 have some humor, you know. Just right. a couple white guys want a selfie, and he, nothing, he just nothing beyond that. No, he just laughed. He knows he knows it's all he knows the game. But mm-hmm. if you're if you're a couple jerk offs, then of course he's not gonna he's gonna be mad. But you break the ice and he's in. So we got the we got the selfie and then we, you know, we mingled around and I, and then I was like, you know what, we're getting close to this anthem. We're about to get kicked out of here. So then we go over and we stand where we stood for the anthem and for the whole first quarter. And we, you know, we we were almost kicked out again. Oh yeah, that was that was close. It was like you said. That that was a scary scenario where that guy came up because he he had a mission and that was to send our asses packing. And he went to you first. He did. You were out of there. And then and then he saw the ESPN game day lanyard that I had on from earlier. Yep. Are you guys with ESPN? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He's like, okay. Well, yeah, he, he and, thought we were invited guests at that point. Oh, and I wanted to look at you and smile so hard in that moment, but well, I just looked at the field and kept a straight well, he, face. He stuck his hand in, in into my chest. Mm-hmm. He stuck his hand in to see if I had one of those passes. He really yep. wanted to kick my ass out of there. He wanted me he out wanted of there so bad. Out. He yep. knew he, he, he just knew we were up to no good. But then he saw that ESPN lanyard, and he walked off. He backed then, right off. And then you said, "Like, dude, we're we're in here. That's that guy patrols this whole yep. sideline. We are good to go." Yep. So if you're if in the anthem photos, we're right on the. Uh, if you're looking at the, I don't know if you if you were on the Vatex side, we were to the left of the bench. If you were, on yeah, the we're on about side, we're right between the fifteen and twenty yard line, a little and closer 20 to the yard 20. line. So Paul, we're in all the commemorative photos. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Dude, that group shot they took that we were in, oh. he that's going to be like when you go into the Virginia Tech like trophy room, right. like that's going to be up there. Two Yahoos, two Yahoos that are just yeah. liquored up. 
are right in every photo. September 10th, 2016, commemorative photo, the biggest game in college football history. You'll see Bruce Smith, D'Angelo Hall, Frank Beamer, and then you'll see Paul Aidey and Joe Kinsey. Uh, That doesn't even kick in. You don't even think about that until later. You're like, wait a minute. All these photos are going to show us because they took all the photos at kickoff. Or for yeah. the, national, the national anthem is the one that's going to be because it has the USA and all the red, white, and blue. That's going to be the photo that's iconic to I don't know college football, Guinness Book of World Records. So yeah. they're right. going to show that one for years, especially in Tennessee. That'll be that'll be huge. So we're going to be quip, uh, going down in history. The quip that you delivered via Twitter was just amazing about that with the Kaepernick situation, how you felt bad for his at mentions at that particular moment in time, because it was a direct assault on Kaepernick and all that bullshit. Oh my God. It was very patriotic in a B1. But I will say too, you always hear about great national anthems and you hear people say, Oh, that national anthem game of the chills, particularly like Whitney Houston's performance prior to the Super Bowl between the giants and, and bills Bills, in about that 91. Yep. And, you know, greatest national anthem ever. I literally got the chills at, at for the duration of that performance. I, like it was, yeah. There was so much energy. I mean, you're talking 160,000 people. Jennifer Nettles is crushing it, and we're thinking we're going to get kicked out at any moment. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all those factors at once: the fear, the excitement, oh. the just um, just you can't even believe just what you're doing. Amped up. And so then, tell them what happens after the national anthem. Uh, well, yeah, they walked her over. They walked over Jennifer Nettles, and again, there's more security coming right at us with the country singer who just belted out the anthem. And they they could have walked her to the Tennessee side, but they walked right. her right at us, and then right parked, at us, they parked her right and, next to me. Like I was literally so captivated, and she did such a great job considering how overwhelming that must have been for a single person. I just I leaned in and said, "Hey, that was amazing." Well, the first people she she talks to after singing to one (laughs) hundred sixty thousand people are us. Are us, dude? The the two of us are the first people she talked to after she belts out the national anthem, and she she acts like we're just somebody. Yeah. And then she posts up next to you and we have a nice little exchange. We ask her a couple questions. She was really cool. And you're like, holy shit. Yeah. I'm like, this is, <laughs> this is insane. This is the stuff it's you read like, about. Like other guys do. Yeah. This is, <laughs> yeah. So the game kicks off. Uh, and, and at this point I'm comfortable. I'm not worried at all about, we're not getting kicked out at this point. We're too far into this. Uh, yeah. So we watch, you know, I said, when I wrote the piece, I said, uh, Tennessee never ran a play in front of us in an entire quarter. They never, they no. never had a ball. The ball was never at the twenty yard line, so we never got to close. see a play. We got to see a few Virginia Tech plays right in front of us, but once they got, once they had field position, they were never down there. So it was a little, it was a little weird that we didn't get to see more action right in front of us. It would have been great. We could have had like ESPN. I was hoping there would be a play, and there probably is a play where you can see us, a ball goes out of bounds or whatever, and we're right there looking like idiots. No, we definitely look like idiots. Because at that point, there was nobody the, over there. There was nobody standing yeah, there, where we Everybody there were two, left. Yeah, there's yeah, two so other guys. There were all those old guys, like even older than us, and we're getting into that old guy category. Yeah. Our backs are tight. Our feet right. hurt. And like about seven minutes in the first quarter, the population there is cut in half. Like it's me and you – and like some photographers, remember the guy who was with the Nebraska hat that right. was uh, helping the the camera in right. front of us. He was a, he was a cord guy? hauler, cord hauler, or whatever they call him, cord, cord hauler, cord carrier. Yeah. And you had pointed out he had a Huskers hat on, so I, I leaned in and said GBR, and we had a nice little conversation. There was no, nobody else around. Nobody. I, uh, we've got to be on some footage somewhere. <laughs> we, we have to be in footage. <laughs> I, I we're we're in somebody's video and we're probably on ESPN. I'd have to watch it again. Um, but there we are, and I'll probably dig that out now that you mention it. I'll probably dig out that video of the game and uh, and try to see if I can get any images of us. Um, eventually, the knees started to hurt, the ankles, the shins. It was a long day on a lot of concrete and a lot of like I barely sat down the whole day. So yeah. after the first quarter, we called it quits, and the rest of that's kind of boring. Uh, you know, we stayed, and then we uh, went to our seats. I about fell asleep. And listen, we had those were great seats if you were watching mm-hmm. a NASCAR race. 
Oh yeah, the but best. It was a little. It was a little quiet. Um, yeah, it, it was okay. I would rather be like thirty rows up in the stands. I think that would have been a great spot to watch. I know people were pissed off on Twitter, and that's normal. About yeah. Oh, you can't see anything. Why even have the game? I'm getting text messages from people in Ohio. Oh, I can't believe they'd have a game. There, you can't see anything. Well, listen. If you're not there, you can't even really. You, how can you tell what you can see? You know. Yeah. How, you, you how can't tell. <clears throat> so yeah. So a- anyway, if you ask so, yeah, those we, people, they love the experience. They're not going to badmouth that experience because it's once in a lifetime. They're not going to do it again. They're because they can't get two other teams that are going to match up with the fan bases like that. It's not going to happen. So you may you may see that down the road, like I don't know, twenty years, something like that. But I can't see it happening again. Um, but people bitching about that stuff—it's ridiculous. Go to the game. The, Quit. Get off the, your ass. On the, uh, on the off, flight back yeah, from Chicago to Omaha, right? I sat next to a girl who was at the game. Wow. And I know what are the odds? She was the only other girl or person on the plane wearing who was branded with Bristol stuff. I had that cool hat that we had purchased. Right. We avoided purchasing the same one. That would have been <laughs> a little rough. <laughs> Hard to explain to the old lady. But she she told me about her seats and they were they were well up there. And she's like, you know. You couldn't see a lot. The people in the stands were just all wasted. Everybody was falling asleep. This girl behind him threw up. She had just had a baby like two months ago and was sucking down tequila out of a lotion bottle. And she was telling her that she had to keep leaving about every five minutes to go down to the bathroom to pump and dump, oh. which is a term. You wait, know what that wait, is. Wait. You've got kids. Yeah, your kids knows what that Right, means. but she's drinking tequila and then, and then yeah. pumping? Yeah. Oh, dumping, yeah. dumping. I got you. I got you. And All dumping. right. I know what you mean. Okay. Right. So, and her boyfriend's fall fell asleep on her shoulder. I mean, I think our experience of being a little run down was kind of far for the course because the, remember the game is the culmination of everything. It is. it is. But people are going so hard and having such crazy experiences leading up to the game that it's hard for the game to, to match that. It's hard to deliver that. And this is, this is the way it is. Almost every single eight o'clock kickoff I've been to, it's the same. It's the same way, uh, and I go to a ton of these games, the big ones, the biggest in the country, and not to brag, uh, but (laughs) you think you think it's one hour. You're like, what's the big deal? But I completely agree with you. The best game, yeah, the best games are the three thirty kickoffs or two thirty kickoffs, but that gives you enough time afterwards to really ramp it up. If you want to ramp it up. At an eight o'clock game, you have to ramp it up at noon, and then that yeah, leads or to sooner. Yeah, and that's well, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't even know what time I crack my first beer, but uh, but yeah, you're you're talking about you're talking about like six seven hours straight of hard partying, and yeah. and by the time the game in the TV timeouts and 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 by then you're just like whatever. But it's it's yeah, the, the experience. TV, the- the TV timeouts really suck a lot of momentum out of it. The other thing I want to mention too is just the heat. It was above yeah. 90 degrees every day, and so you're you're standing out tailgating, long, you know, and you're probably drinking more beer than you normally would because it's so hot. So you end up right. seeing, coupled with the late start, you see some people that went too hard too early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean you, that's that that just goes without saying is is you have to pace yourself. Uh, it's a it is a marathon, marathon. Yeah. Two days of straight partying like that will it, it'll turn a couple hairs gray. Uh, yeah. So so the whole thing where people are like, this is ridiculous. I can't believe they'd have a game like this. I don't think those people get that it's not about the game. It is, but it isn't. Right. You're you're there for the experience, right? I mean, like people go to Woodstock. They're not really like. Or whatever those. Yeah, you never hear the Woodstock. You never hear about how great you know a certain individual. Jimi Hendrix really played good tonight. Well, nobody's there listening to the sound quality. You know, I wish the sound quality during Alvin Lee, uh, I'm going home, would have been better. Nobody's saying that. That's just a little. That's an add-on. That's a bonus. People go to these rock, or they'll go to like Bonnaroo or whatever festival, uh, whatever Coachella, all these festivals, and. You're there for the experience. And so if you're a sports <laughs> fan, you're going for these experiences. And and I have right. so many people. I'm still getting messages. 
have fun with the hillbillies and and uh, can't believe they'd have that game and all. And I'm like, you guys are the biggest pussies in the world. Get out, get out, and quit being Homer fans of of your one team. Like, go yeah. have an experience. You're not. It it won't kill you if by God we didn't cheer for Tennessee. We didn't cheer for Virginia Tech. But we were there to have fun, and that's the whole. We point. cheered. We cheered for the tailgate. We cheer for and the tailgate. We're the you're our, there for the party. Our tailgate is is number one. I mean, there's no doubt about no. it. Q Ricky Stanzi. It's our tailgate is number one. Love it or leave it. Right. And the other thing that's awesome is just Southern hospitality is a real thing. It is. And the Northerners that you know make the redneck quips are really just missing out. Well, and that's what it is. They don't want to experience anything new, and that's fine. And then and then they come back, and then they're begging to take for me to take them on these trips. And I'm like, I'm not taking guys on a trip that are so loyal that they they're offended if it's te- if it's two teams they don't care about. Who, yeah, that, that why, prohibits them from having a good time. Yeah, they're they're out. They're instantly out. They're not going because they're going to be little bitches the whole time. If they see a, a if if some Vols fan badmouths Ohio State, they're going to be all bent out of shape. I had Vols fans talking shit the whole time, but it's yeah, it's in good absolutely. fun. It's not it's not. I mean, hell, Rick who was part of the trip per se, he was wearing a Gamecocks uh, hat around advisor. Oh, the whole time. Yeah. And nobody cared. Nobody, I didn't hear one negative no, thing they're, about it. They're giving him shit, but come on, who cares? Right. It's fun. It's got, fun. Yeah. The other thing I have to squeeze out is yeah, just the women, the women in the South are unbelievable. And I've told we had, yeah, people don't believe and, this. And but the thing is, is like is you go, you know, I, I've been to every major city you could go to where all the, you know, where models are, New York, Los Angeles, Paris, the women down south and in, in particular at Bristol were some of the most beautiful women you'll ever see. And by and large, they were all just down to party. They were, they were fun, all, right? They were fun. Yeah. They weren't pretentious. They know how good looking they are. Right. They know I the mean, game. You have a group. They know the game. They know what they're doing. They they're built the game. Sundresses. They built the damn game. They know it. They they're wearing sundresses in a group of five to eight girls, the most beautiful girls you've ever seen. And you come, you approach them with a cheesy pickup line oh. of that I use 500 <laughs> times at least. Hey, are you from Tennessee? Cause you're the only 10 I see yeah. that thing killed that line right. killed Joe. Right. They know what they're in for. They want to have fun. You want to have fun. So props well, to all the beautiful ladies that, that hung out at the tailgate. And, and you say that and, and what that was all about was, they're coming down the hill. They are there for mm-hmm. the experience. They want a good experience. They want to yeah. have fun. And that's why they're there. They're there for the experience. And so if guys are out, they don't care that we're a bunch of bunch of Midwestern losers, right? Like, <laughs> no, they, that didn't bother them. No, they, they know that they see a party. They want to be a part of it because they want to tell and their we, friends. They want to take photos. Right. They want to they want to do fireball shots. They don't care who it is. Right. Just be cool with them. Right. And there's, there's, you know, you've been to enough tailgates and scenarios like that where, and most people have, where, you know, maybe there's noxious frat guy vibe going on. Yes. There was none, none, none of that, of that at our tailgate. Zero. It was I all pure fun. There uh, was zero, it, which is amazing. You consider the, the number of people. Yeah. And that is why I think people gravitate towards those situations is that it's I, not, it's not going to be like broing out and, you know, high five every five minutes and no. And, and none of that bullshit where there's like a DJ spinning EDM and, and all that. It's yes. like, it's just like a backyard hangout. That's what it was. <laughs> That's that what is it was. what it felt like. <laughs> and I got to sneak in this. I showed Mrs. BC. I showed her the video last night. Uh, she was stone faced. Um, I think she was a little taken back, taken aback. She thought she, she was like, Oh my God! There's all these girls and stuff, and and I said, but that's that's the part that's the that's the hook, right? That's that's the yeah. that's the juice that shows other people what it was like, and <laughs> and she, and then it, it had just been a long day. Then she realized that it's not you're not you're not there to I, I'm a married guy. I'm not there to if you want if you're not married like you you can go crazy. You yeah, can go absolutely could. crazy, but I'm there trying to run a tailgate. I, I'm right. not out. I'm not yeah, out like I mean, I'm not out like running and bringing girls in to sign the table. That's other people's. No, that jobs. was 
that was my job and Tim's job and Bob's job and right. Matt's job and right. like you guys Rob's job. Are, and, and we did yeah. that. But we did it with decorum because we weren't out there like with our pants down saying, right. hey, come over here, hot stuff. Right. We just wanted to have fun. Right. And we and it wasn't we weren't just hollering at beautiful women. We were talking to Everybody. dudes and married people and older people well, from the, all over. There's the I photo mean, Tim, of you with the woman with the baby in a stroller. And she's got right. a she's That's got a, a natty photo. light. That is great. That. that is a great photo. And she has that, the natty light out, in the holder. We are we are giving out first sips. Yes. <laughs> she wanted a beer for that baby, and we we gave her one. And we're not ashamed of that. We want everybody to have fun. No, I, I know the debauchery in the video is out of control, but that's the purpose. That is what it is. And that is in and, and, and when I, I have guys that have seen these people. They're seeing this. Now I've got guys that want me to go to tailgates with them. So I had a guy today, this morning, first thing he did this morning was text me. Hey, we going to Michigan, Ohio State. He's a Michigan fan. I'm like, uh, dude, I don't know what I'm doing this weekend. I can't plan yeah, that well, far well, ahead. But yeah. now the, that, that's what the video does is, is people get it in their heads that they're going to go have a good time. And that video, I, you know, you deserve a lot of credit I, for that video. Listen. People, people just think these videos just come down out of nowhere for you to enjoy a three minute video. How many hours does that take? Six hours? No, no, no. How, how many like hours? Three hours. Three hours. And three hours of video editing and, and everything like that is not as fun as it sounds. It it's, was, uh, I'll tell you right now, uh, it all, it, it just all came together. And, it really and, I, did. and I knew it helps that the Vols won. So you have the footage, you have the touchdowns, and then I had to build it out, and I had to figure out the, the strategy of what should go first. And I thought leading out with the girls is cliche. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, but leading out with the leading out with the uh, the, the the beer bar, or she uh, shotgun shotguns beer. beer. Yeah. I thought mm-hmm. that let out that let it out with. They're hot, yeah, but that's what they're there. To, they're 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 doing their shotgun, and then we lead yeah. into just the normal crazy photos of us guys being crazy, doing guy stuff. And then you go to <laughs> yeah, then yeah, and then you go to the footage of the game, and it leads to the girls, and then you know it leads on to Harambe, and 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 that was the whole thing. I mean, we didn't even talk about Harambe. But no. that was uh, real quick. I, it, we're 52 minutes in. I'm sure that people are listening to this because this story they is it. they love it. It's a great story. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. Get into people, people, I want to yeah. hear your take on Harambe. Because uh, we haven't we haven't watched those videos together or anything. Harambe was. It took that campground by storm, and the campground. The, the it was quiet. Right. They they it were looking very to get quiet. jacked up. And yeah. when you got out and you came out of that out of that RV in Harambe and you're throwing beers, you're launching beers down this hill. Uh, stone, you go stone cold. We all, we, we, you, you called it, go stone cold and it'll be awesome. And, and it was, it was amazing. You coming out of there, uh, do it, passing the fireball, uh, bottle. Yeah. That was your, that was your idea. Come out, do the stone cold, get the fireball from me, go to the girls. Yep. Go to the girls, get them fired up. Uh, and then we go in the golf cart, and that is when the craziness just starts. It was over the top. You're just going the crazy, <laughs> <laughs> dude. In that one photo that you oh, captured of Harambe in the back of that guy's truck, who would just happen to be passing through, I, I could have been seriously hurt. I thought about uh, afterwards. <laughs> he drove. He. I don't even remember. Where, he drove you all around. Yeah, and you guys are keeping up in the golf cart. Yeah. I, 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 but that image, anyway, that image you took of me, or I mean Harambe yeah. in the back of the truck with the BC shirt on, with Bristol in the background, with the Tennessee driver doing something cool, yep. it was just a phenomenal I photo. I think I'm going to get that. I think I'm going to make a poster out of that. It's <laughs> so good. I think I'll put that in the man cave. <laughs> I, I meant the garage. I meant the garage because she's, she's not going to be down with that in the man cave. But it should be in the man cave, and it might be one of these days. But it's just a quality photo. It no, really it's, it, it, it captures everything. It captures mm-hmm. the, the, the track. It captures the fans going in. It captures yep. you and, it, you know, the busted shirt brands it. Brands yep. love that stuff. And, yep. uh, and then it's just, I don't know. I, I bought that. I had the idea because everybody's all Harambe. But how many, how many people were just screaming? They're, just, <laughs> they're wanting high fives from Harambe. 
everybody would have done anything for a high five from Harambe. And uh, I, I think the only things I said were, oh, yeah. Oh, and open this. I think that was the only other thing. <laughs> uh, I bought that, you, you know, I had that costume overnighted. And oh, good, it, good it, move. It got here the last day. I was so worried that we weren't going to have – because I needed the bar. I needed the bar to be a centerpiece. I needed Harambe to be a centerpiece. Mm-hmm. And it couldn't have gone better. I The video I, I, the video does it justice because it shows a lot of it. Uh, it uh, it's just uh, – if we would have had like a GoPro on Harambe, well, that would have been oh, great. man. But we could yeah. use some of that footage. Um, it was it was amazing. I mean, honestly, watching that video yesterday, I literally I laughed every time I watched it, and I, I watched it ten times and a couple times today. And I that dude producing that kind of content is something I wanted to do since like the mid nineties. <laughs> you know, like watching skate videos of guys you know getting in a van and driving across country and being silly, yes. and then having a gag, yes. you know, having a bit to work. Yes. I've been wanting to do that for 20 years, dude. And so doing it, I appreciate oh it. it was my God. Couldn't just, have been, couldn't have been any better. Just a amazing bit that it went <laughs> off great because the people were into it. I love, and they were cool. They were cool. They were by that time of the day, they were so drunk. They were just ready to have some sort of excitement. And right. I would love to, I, I'm sure there's photos floating around of you in that costume and they're probably being, <laughs> there's gotta they're, be. they're all over. I'm sure I should just do a Harambe uh, search and see what's out That's there. But, but anyway, um, yeah. Wow. Oh, what a trip. Uh, y- y- when you look back on it, the pot, um, way more positives and negatives and it's, it's one for the record books. I, the guys that sent us, we're not going to name them, but they sent me an email and it was just titled BAB Legendary Trip. <laughs> really? Legendary <laughs> Trip. And, you know, I, I think they're still stunned. I, I think they're too because I, I've had some email com- communication with those people that will remain nameless. And you can just feel it. They felt like they were, that exceeded everything they wanted. They're They're great guys too. And they made a lot of this. They gave us the the avenue to make this happen. Yeah. And so I'm really stoked to hear that that you got that because man, that was just fun for everybody. It was just it was good for everybody that was there. Everybody that was there was in, included and involved and just just amazing. And <laughs> just the, an amazing time. <laughs> and the great part is, I'll end it. I'll end the whole thing with this final conversation is. I get the email this morning from the RV rental place and the, the lady, I, I was making sure that the damn thing checked out because the only, uh, the last thing I wanted was her to be like, yeah, you got like six, $700 worth of damage to this thing. Uh, zero damage. Zero. I got every single dime back on that security deposit. Wow. Every single penny. Wow. I mean, we didn't even get into the shower and our shower house. No, experience. no we, we don't need to. I don't even know if you, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm just glad to hear that that happened. And the final, the final total, and I know people are going to go, they're going to, they're going to be blown away by this. Uh, and this is including your airfare, your airfare and the RV rental and all the supplies that we bought. And the final total was $3,829.72. And that's two airfares from Omaha that were mm-hmm. not, that they were $1,200 in airfare. Wow. So wow. you're talking an RV rental, if you, under 4000 for six guys for what will be one of the for best what, trips of their for, life. Right. For what, four days total? Four days. I mean, I mean that's nothing. That's incredible, wow. incredible, and they had no money coming out of their pockets besides what they, uh, besides little things they wanted to buy. So right, uh, it, it 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 goes down. It, it, it's it's one of those things where if you're looking, I know a lot of guys wonder what the hell how to do this, and if you're looking to get find a good game, find an experience, you know, get you make it right, set it up right. Don't be right. a dick when you get there. Talk to your neighbors. They want to party just as much as you do, and you may yes. run it. And you may run into people you know the rest of your life. And there's Correct. people. There's people on this trip that they're already planning, like Tim, to go back down. Yep. Right. And right. And, and that's what happens. Yeah, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. Is is that you meet people, 
and you know them the rest of your life. So quit being little pussies. Get out of your little comfort zone. Exactly. Quit, quit just putting the blinders on for your one team and have a little fun in for life. Your whole, for your whole life. It isn't even just the team. It's the whole life. And go to a game where you have no rooting interest. Yeah. Well, that, that makes a huge difference. Yeah, where you can be you, – you can just have fun with everybody. Right. Virginia Tech, Tennessee, who, who cares? Right. You know? It, it didn't matter. I and mean, then, just and the then people when, that you meet. And then when Tennessee fans say, who are you rooting for? You'd say Tennessee. And we're Vin- Tennessee. And, and when Hokies fans say, who are you rooting for? You say Hokies. VT. And, and <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. Like, they're going to forget who you are in 10 minutes. Yeah, and they'll, they'll see you the next day and, and feel that pin, tinge of guilt. Listen. Because they know they probably talked to you for two hours and can remember 10 seconds right, they, of they, it. Yeah, they're all blacked out, too. Paul, we're listen. I'm getting old for this shit, and somebody's oh, got to yeah, pick up. Somebody that. has to pick up the. They have to pick up the flame and carry it on. But well, you we got to show them how to do it first. You don't see a lot of guys that are doing. They're they don't. They, if they go to a game, it's got to be like, I, like they go and they they want to eat at like the the food places that Darren Ravel tells them to eat at, and yeah, they yeah. they get on and they look at and where they, they look, should and be they, drinking and, they, and go ahead. Right, and they want to leave early to beat the traffic, which we talked about on the way out of the stadium. Right. They want to, you can't do it like that. You just got to no. let your hands go, to use a boxing term. You got to let your hands go, get in there. You're ready. You're ready to go. Just get out there and enjoy it. Be free a little bit. That's the key is, is just act like you belong and have, have fun. Quit. It just That's the key. And you couldn't ask for a better environment. They, they knocked it out of the park. I don't care what the, the idiots say from that were sitting at home. They don't know what it was like. They didn't see it. They didn't experience the people. They didn't talk to the people. We did. We went and saw it. We went and we, we have the stories. Those assholes at home that are running their mouths, they don't have the stories. We do. No, but they were, they were back uh, to work on Monday in their cube right on time, Miserable. I bet. Miserable. Hate and life. Right on Right on time, making twenty dollars an hour. Hate in life. So, yep. uh, hopefully, it painted a picture. Hopefully, everything that we've talked about, the videos, the the periscopes. I mean, you even think back to like Tucker, the periscope star. Oh, uh, we didn't even talk about the no, periscope star. No, that I was mean, a great interview. I mean, we that have, was a lot of fun. Yeah, we. I, you know what? I can't even remember two minutes of that thing, but I was <laughs> so hammered. Uh, but we have the interviews. They're on Periscope. We'll bring those back out. Uh, we cycle those. Yeah, we have we have a trip around the a, track. We, we did a podcast with Abby Hornacek, Jeff Hornacek's daughter, while we were at Bristol. While we were drinking, while we were enjoying some natural lights. It was it was uh, it, it's one for the ages, and uh, I won't soon forget it. And uh, thanks, thanks for going, thanks for making it happen. You got to have hey. a good mix. That's the last thing I'm going to say is. For these tailgates and, and guy trips, you got to have a good mix of people. Have a couple yeah. of single guys. It, if it's if it's six married guys going, you're gonna be you're gonna hate it. You're gonna hate it because all of you are gonna be thinking you're married and you 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 need a guy that can just go crazy. And that's what some of you guys did that went. And if it's if it's six single guys, that's not going to work because you're all going to be trying to give private RV tours. Exactly. To every exactly. And and you need age mix too. You got to have a good yeah. age mix. You got to have. Uh, we were all we're all where where we are in age, but you know <laughs> you could throw in you could throw in a guy in his late twenties, and you could throw in a guy in his late middle fifties or older. If as you had several guys hanging out at the tailgate were, that were older, there were it's all ages. This this like fifty five year old guy told me this story about him getting a DUI with a loaded gun and and all this stuff and his lawyer got it dropped down to aggravated driving and he was he loved the tailgate it was great oh my god my dad would have loved it he my dad missed out on a great one and he's, and for all you old guys all you fifty sixty even seventy year old guys when else are you gonna interact with hot college girls uh, it's it's it, unless you have that mix of guys and the, by interact they I'm love the older guys the they love the older they guys love that the older guys they want the mix too they don't want to hang out with frat no. bros they're, they're down in Knoxville they're down in Hokieville yes. you know yes they, they're they want the mix as much as anybody else the mix is the critical ingredient. it is I critical agree. you got to have guys that are good at different things guys that know different skills guys that are good at uh talking to people if you take a whole group of introverts you're in big trouble 
So <laughs> you are hosed. You are so. <laughs> if you have a bunch of loose cannon types oh. that are just going with it, oh. it'll it'll probably work yeah. out. Take some loose cannons. People that are that that will talk. Everybody in our group talks. They're all yeah. in our group was down to talk. I mean, if you came to our <laughs> tailgate, uh, there were fifty different conversations going on at all times. Uh, I lost track of all the conversations I had with people that yeah. they were just attacking me. They, they, yeah. they were attacking me for natty light gear. I don't know how many times I had to tell somebody it was locked up, but, uh, anyway, <laughs> an hour and five minutes and we tackled a lot of shit in this thing. So oh, it's going to be a good it. one. We'll come back to this one. You know, we'll never yeah. forget this one. And, uh, hopefully no, there's more good. trips. I, I, I already got the, bu- I already got the, uh, I, I, it already got it went through my mind. Maybe I could go down to Tennessee, Florida here in two weeks, and then I thought, I'll, if I do that, I'll come home and the doors will be locked. So <laughs> that that left my mind real fast, real so, quick. Two weeks is too soon. Too soon. But uh, but anyway, that's another uh, great Milk the Clock podcast. I uh, I I'm sure they're still listening because there's this is the good shit they like. So Daryl Waltrip, Daryl Waltrip interview coming up this week, which is great. We're in the Daryl Waltrip end of Daryl Waltrip end of Bristol. They're all dedicated to each driver. He was like our guardian angel. Every morning I woke up, I yep. saw this 200 was foot headshot of Daryl smiling down on me and I knew it was all going to work out. All right, Paul, uh, let's, uh, let's call this one over. Let's call it and four, buddy. All right. Good That's stuff. It.